1: The home of common sense. Talk radio and talk TV.
2: Welcome to the final hour of uh, my mid morning spectacular, the afternoon section. If you like 60 sizzling minutes still to go. Really looking forward to talking to Sunday Times columnist Rod Little in just a little while. Uh, we will cover a number of issues in his inimitable style uh, and also we're going to be going live to the Bank of England uh, where Ashley Armstrong, the business editor of The Sun, will uh, keep us up to speed uh, with the situation regarding interest rates. We're going to talk about that in just a second as well. Uh, most importantly of all, we'll be taking your calls uh, about all of the issues and the news stories. Emerging today. Oh, 03444991000. Four, four, Before we go to Rod, uh, let's quickly talk uh, to economist uh, Justin. Urquhart Stewart, uh, morning Justin or well, should say afternoon, afternoon of course uh, by five minutes uh, uh, so they have held the interest rate at five point two five percent It was widely expected to go up to five point five percent but suddenly at long last uh, over the past month, it seems to have emerged that at last inflation is turning around and maybe plateauing and indeed going down uh, so this is a good day isn't it?
0: Well, in theory, this is better. Uh, but frankly, you know, interest rates are still going up anyway. Because you think interest rates have gone up, the effect of that hasn't fed through. Look at all those people who are going to have to renegotiate their mortgages coming up. Just because interest rates are now going to be flat, haven't gone up anymore, does that mean that their costs are going to stay the same? No, they'll be going up very dramatically. So I'm afraid inflation is still and the cost is there. And unfortunately, the only tool that the Bank of England have got to actually deal with inflation Um, is actually putting up interest rates. Well, it doesn't work like that if you're not dealing with a consumer boom. This is not a consumer boom because he was feeling exactly the opposite. It's a supply chain issue. And they have this idea that somehow that uh, by giving the country a packet of Imodium's extra speed works (laughs) immediately. Um, It doesn't. It takes a long time to work its way through. But the good news is inflation is coming down. Therefore, they've got no more excuses about putting interest rates up. Uh, they should be flat. And in my view, it won't come down to where they were before, but they should be round about three and a half to four percent in due course. But I'm afraid there's still been an awful lot of pain coming through for people with their mortgages and other costs. And watch that oil price that's heading towards a one hundred dollars a barrel, maybe even higher. And it's amazing how quickly that suddenly goes through to the petrol prices. And does it come down? No, it goes up like a rocket, comes down like a feather. Is there any
2: chance, uh, Justin, just before you go, thanks so much for joining us, uh, that uh, this might be just a temporary stay of execution? And indeed, soon the Bank of England will be considering another interest uh, rate rise in order to control inflation, which, as you say, uh, is certainly not a stable entity.
0: Yeah, they've always got a chance. Any excuse at all, they would put them up again. But frankly, there's no need to. It's already had an effect. And stop it before you make any more damage. If I were you, I'd go and speak to Rod Little. It's a downside more encouraging and interesting than listening to me. Ha ha! I'll do just that, but that isn't to
2: say it isn't always interesting to talk to you, Justin. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, that was Justin Urquhart-Stewart. will be returning to the interest rate story in just a little while. Ashley Armstrong, uh, the business editor of The Sun, is standing outside of the Bank of England, uh, so we'll find out what's going on on there uh now uh let's go straight over i, I believe to uh my uh yeah, much uh, respected guest uh the columnist for just about every publication in the country uh, the sunday times the sun is columns in the paper today and of course the spectator a warm welcome to rod little hello rod
1: Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm
2: very, very well. Let's talk about the most important story of the day, uh, your Sunday Times column. Uh, (laughs) And I've been thinking about this. Harry Maguire, you know, a man who's definitely in the wrong job. Uh, He's even useless in the warm-up before the game. He's hopeless. Only Gareth Southgate thinks he's any good. Uh, Mind you, he was magnificent for Scotland, uh, uh, scoring uh, their fourth goal. Uh, But, of course, he's he's become a a bit of a, a joke figure, even for Manchester United. United fans, and they jeer him. He plays badly, scores an own goal. That's what we do at football matches. You know, I support Fulham. I'm used to jeering bad players. Uh, why aren't we allowed to say, Harry Maguire, you're useless, and shout it from the terraces? Why aren't we allowed to do that anymore?
1: It's it's the Charltonification of football, which began in the mid-90s, I think, uh, that every football club should end up a bit like Charlton, that it's a, that it's a nice amenable family club where no nastiness takes place and so the fun which working class people had every weekend which was to go out to a football match and to hurl vituperous abuse <laughs> in, back in my day you know david speedy if he ever appeared on a pitch for example <laughs> yeah. uh, or david beckham or uh or I, can, I can't repeat on air what we used to sing when paul pesky salido was playing <laughs> Hey, by
2: the way, Rod, you should hear the chant about Thomas Frank uh, of Brentford right now. I'm not going to go into what it is, uh, well, uh, but, it, but, it, but it rhymes with uh, Bender.
1: Yes, I, I thought it probably would. <laughs> uh, and, and all that stuff <coughs> was very good fun. And it was nasty, uh, but, but it had been there for you know, 60, 70 years, perhaps longer. Uh, and it's been, it's been erased from our game. And you can say... That's a good thing. We, we shouldn't really be having an impact upon the mental health of people as mentally fragile as Harry Maguire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if he was mentally strong, would he be any better? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because you're absolutely right about Maguire, which is that he shouldn't be playing for England. The, the person who should be jeered. Is of course old horse face himself, yeah. uh, Gareth Southgate, the world's uh, mo-
2: the world's most overrated uh, man. Uh, perhaps we should yeah. move on to important issues. Uh, you uh, write today in the Sun about Keir Starmer, as I keep saying. Uh, Vote Keir, get Blair. Uh, What a surprise it was to learn that uh, uh, Keir Starmer's uh, ludicrous trip to Paris uh, to cosy up to uh, Emmanuel Macron, the president, the French president, was brokered by Sir Tony Blair.
1: Well, indeed, Uh, it's nice that that Tony Blair has uh, uh, friends who are leaders of countries who aren't necessarily kleptomaniac tyrants in the stands. Uh, So clearly he's got a very... Uh, close relationship with with Macron, and of course, this is all kind of pr- uh, predicated around the fact that uh, Sir Keir Starmer is planning to renegotiate our Brexit deal. Uh, uh, in which case, I'd start counting your spoons very, very quickly, <laughs> uh, because if, if if it's if it's Sir Keir renegotiating the breakfast uh, the the Brexit deal, then it's also Blair renegotiating it, and there are not two more Europhile people in the country. So it's a worry, and it's it, it, the blessing is a worry for me. Partly because I think uh, Keir Starmer, who has done a good job at the Labour Party. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we we would never have thought two and a half, three years ago that the Labour Party would be in the position it is now. You know, twenty points ahead in the polls. He's clearly done something right, and there's something sensible about him. Something even likable about him sometimes, but. Looking to Tony Blair is, is is such a mistake. The public had had enough of Tony Blair by 2006. Uh, arguably by 2003. Uh, and for good reason. You know, the two things Blair brought us, the new Labour government did some good, but my God, the invasion of Iraq is the most catastrophic foreign policy blunder in 70 years. Uh, and then he also uh, unlocked the doors to unlimited immigration, uh, particularly from the east of Europe, both of which we could have done. Also,
2: also uh, Rod, sorry to interrupt, we could do also so, well do without his accursed hate crime laws that he brought in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was a time. I ca- I can't remember the exact number, but there was a time between about 2005 and 2008. When uh, there was something like eight thousand new laws passed, in, in <laughs> I mean it, it was just insane. Uh, I, I mean, credit to Charlie Kennedy, who, when he was leader of the the late Charlie Kennedy, when he was leader of the Lib Dem, said we're going to actually repeal a few laws instead of just putting more and more laws on the statute book. But well, there's no question that New Labour. Uh, was a controlling party. It did not trust the public. It wanted to regulate and control the public. And that's, that's a, an essential element of Blairism, which I really believe we could do without today.
2: And he now wants to bully people around uh, by uh, making junk food impossibly expensive for people. I've always maintained, and uh, yeah. this would be anathema to Mr Blair, sorry, Sir Tony, uh, I've always maintained that uh, it is none of the government's business uh, what I eat, drink smoke uh, it's none of their business and uh, they should keep their noses out of our personal lives uh, but blair doesn't understand that concept one bit he as doesn't. you said no he's
1: a, he's a control freak yeah. i mean and, you know his his his, his control freak career is reflected in his ghastly uh, uh, henchman alistair campbell uh you know who is also a control freak uh, I mean, uh, but uh, but a fairly useless control freak. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't understand why Campbell is revered. Uh, but he he is he became the story himself. Mm. He brought incredible ignominy upon the government, mm. and uh, wasn't terribly clever. Uh, I don't think. To be, uh, f-
2: to be fair to Alistair, um, I've been suffering from terrible ins- insomnia. Uh, So I've started to listen to his podcast with Rory Stewart, and I'm now sleeping like a baby. Uh, Yeah. Sends you straight out. I mean... Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, (laughs) world-class boars. Uh, uh, Talking of which, let's talk about Rishi Sunak. Uh, Rishi Sunak's sensational green U-turn. As I keep saying... The only uh, confusion to me is why it has taken so long for at least uh, one set of politicians, that is the Tory party, uh, or at least the Tory cabinet, to realise that policies, green policies, to make you poorer, colder, uh, levies, massive, great hundreds of pounds levies on your energy bills, they want you to get rid of your petrol cars, they don't want you to fly to Spain for your holiday. They finally realise that just maybe... That won't be all that popular. Not much of a vote winner.
1: No, indeed. Um, but it's more than not being not popular. It's it's also a chimera. It's a it it, it is unattainable uh, yeah. uh, because these these pledges were made not because Boris Johnson thought that we could reach them and therefore save the planet. He did them because he wished to receive kudos from the Greens and from the environmental lobby. Uh, and and with this absurd grandstanding that you know we would become the Saudi Arabia of winter, God <laughs> uh, uh, but he knew that it wasn't attainable. And you you can't you can't do this stuff if the technology isn't there. And very clearly, particularly with the gas boilers, even more than the than the the, the petrol cars, room, with the gas boilers, there is no way on God's earth that we could install heat pumps to to uh, supply you know, Tower Hamlets for example it's just just beyond impossible, it cannot be done and even for those houses where you could buy a heat pump, A they don't work because the technology is not that good they never quite heated up enough and B they're catastrophically expensive and it's a bit like, I don't know if you
0: Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
1: Remember, uh, you're a bit younger than me, I think, Kev, but it's just uh, when, when I was 10, we all went around to a, a mate's house who just bought a, a color television, the first one on the block. Yeah. We went round to the house, and I can remember watching Blackpool playing someone on on a football game, uh, yeah. match of the day, and uh, everything was green. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Even, even their orange shirt. Blue. Even
2: their orange shirts. Yeah.
1: Even their orange shirts. Even yeah. What, what was his name? Tony. Tony. I've forgotten his name. Great player he was for mm. for Blackpool. Anyway, um, and my dad said to me, "I said, could we get a colour television?" He said when they work (laughs) when they work and we waited two years and got a color tv and it worked Uh, and that's what they need to do with this with both the electric cars we don't there is range anxiety which we know about the cars don't go far enough it's all very well if you're skittering around london you know for for eight miles a time it's no use if you're doing a long journey um the batteries need another i would guess 10 years of development before they are up to scratch um, we still don't know what the carbon implications of electric cars are either. Uh, you may remember that the government urged us all to buy diesel cars at one point because it was thought to be less polluted. That's Gordon Brown, it wasn't saw... Gordon
2: Brown. Yeah, get yourself a yeah, diesel car, save the
1: planet. Save the planet. And you saw what happened there. And you can't be certain that the same sort of thing won't happen with, with, uh, with electric cars. Obviously, they need an awful lot of... Uh, Uh, of of carbon to to be made, to to be serviced, to provide the electricity. We just don't know. But even more so with the boilers, you know, I, I mean, heat pumps, we are behind the rest of Europe in installing heat pumps, but those countries which have been best at installing heat pumps are those with a with a large uh, with a low population density, a large amount of land, for places like Finland and so on.
2: Yeah. I, I would um, ju- I would just say, Rod, that you know, uh, it, it, the government, you know, until recently, saying if you don't get heat pumps, we might send you to prison. Uh, yes. You know, it, it, don't tell me what I should do with my own house. That's down to me, not the damn government. It's that control freak thing. So there we are, Roger. We need to go to a break. We'll rejoin you in just a second. I'm talking to uh, the columnist of The Sun, the Sunday Times and spectator Rod Liddle. This is Talk TV coming at you live from the Talk Radio studios.
1: Online on DAB Plus, Talk Radio
2: and Talk TV. Welcome back. I'm still talking to prolific columnist, uh, Rod, uh, Rod
1: Uh Rod, what about... Uh... I just remembered, mate, sorry. Go on. I, I forgot the name of that... Uh, Blackpool footballer yeah, uh, Tony on. Green Tony Green brilliant player I got him confused momentarily with Tony Field who played for Southport which is unforgivable uh, it is. I thought I'd clear that
2: up yeah no it's, well, it's very uh, correction, <laughs> legal correction legal uh, correction let's talk about uh, Russell Brand here's what I find worrying uh, don't forget Mr Brand denies all the allegations against him I think at least six women are now accusing him of uh, sexual assault and rape yeah. uh, official police investigation going on because two of these women subsequent to the Sunday Times story and Channel 4's the dispatches have gone to the police direct so there's an official police investigation and the police and this I, I find very alarming as a result of this have reformed uh their jimmy savile squad uh, to probe russell brand now if they go down the same path as the Sim- jimmy savile squad what they'll do is they'll arrest every single tv comedian and stand-up comedian in the country uh well, that's quite good isn't it yeah. well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for crimes against comedy yeah it. yeah
1: i mean because none of them are funny yeah. um and there, there is absolutely no. I, I've got a list of comedians I would like to see arrested tomorrow morning. Yeah, me too. Uh, Joe, Joe Lycett is very near the top. Uh, but but there's a, there's a load of them there. They're, they're all these sort of right on people who uh, who never actually say anything funny, which is which is a, always. A, problem for me with comedians uh if they don't say anything funny um uh, the women uh the women on uh on uh, that the news show or whatever it's called on radio four you yeah. never say anything funny they just go tories yeah. uh, trump
2: <laughs> donald trump donald tories. trump that's
1: it <laughs> and that, that's enough for them to laugh <laughs> <laughs> well, they're scum scum <laughs> it's like sort of a monty python <laughs> um so I've got a long list of comedians I wouldn't mind seeing arrested, regardless or not of whether they're guilty of anything whatsoever, other than being terminally unfunny, pious, sanctimonious, and boring. Uh, but but that's that's just me, mate.
2: Uh, uh, well, I, I totally agree with you. Com- comedy has just died a tragic death. Uh, comedians used to be funny. Uh, they used to be also members of the golf club and right wing. That's when they were funny. Now they're yeah, all fully yeah, paid. Right. Now they're all fully paid up members of the communist party and the anti-Trump <laughs> and the you know uh, anti-Tories. Uh, they're absolutely about as funny as cancer. They're just not funny. No, well,
1: it, it, it's what Simon Evans said, um, uh, writing for Unheard, I think he was. but well, I think the, the Telegraph picked it up, which is that uh, Russell Brandt was never a comedian. No. <laughs> he, he, I, and i mentioned in, in my in my piece today, you know, I, I cannot ever remember him saying a single thing that was yeah. funny. Yeah. He wasn't a comedian. He was a show-off. Just, <laughs> that, that, that was his... He was, look at me, look at me, and yeah. listen to how I can... Uh, Mangled the English language into an unintelligible uh, soup That's of bollocks. He, he, yeah, yeah, um,
2: he he knows lots of long words. He just doesn't quite know what words. they mean. Yeah. I love right. I, lo- I love this yeah. description of his arrest as, or, or sorry, of the allegations against him. These these charges
1: are baroque. Baroque. <laughs> yeah, <they're> baroque. <laughs> yeah. the, the the funniest thing that ever happened with Russell Brand was was when someone noticed that his his diatribes were almost exactly the same as the spoken words in park life. So all you had to do was, (laughs) whenever Russell Brown finished his sentence, was go park life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly Exactly
2: right. (laughs) Uh, By the way, uh, do you think uh, we're going to get any kind of apology from that uh, colossus of politics, Ed Miliband, about cozying up to him before the election that he so spectacularly lost, venerating this man uh, right at the height of his alleged nefarious activities? Do you think Ed will uh, issue a declaration on this?
1: You know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I don't wildly blame Ed Miliband because he's trying to get support for his party and and getting a few celebs on board is always a good thing to do that. There are no celebs left who support the Conservative Party. That's stopped in about uh, 2000. Uh, But there there is the question there, which I think Charles Moore posed today in in The Spectator, which is, you knew then what Russell Brand's attitude towards women was. And you overlooked it because he was a lefty. It really is as simple as that. They overlook what was in plain sight. You know, never mind the serious allegations about about rape and sexual assault, but his general uh, approach towards, towards sex and towards women was there in plain sight. And Ed Miliband, I assume, could see it. And the rest of the left could see it, but he was—he was excused. He was given a free pass, you know. And and this happens time and time again to to to, to lefties. They are excused from all possible censure because they have the right opinions.
2: Absolutely. Now, uh, all the great and the good from the television industry are, are up at uh, up in Cambridge for the Drinkathon, the Royal Television Society's uh, convention right now. And all the bosses, uh, Dame Caroline McCall uh, from ITV, Alex Marm from Channel 4, and, of course, uh, the great Tim Davy from BBC, they're all going, well, you know, we're, we're much better now, but, uh, you know, we do have to have a look at the past and all this. Uh, these people, I'm not directly accusing them, but we well know that executives at all the TV channels turned a blind eye not only to Russell Brand's behaviour but all sorts of other stars because uh, they uh, venerate the stars of the show. Uh, What do you make? This is one thing. Your former employees, the BBC, Tim Davies, up there saying very important that we're transparent and open and honest about this. The Sunday Times and the Times have put in multiple freedom of information requests to the BBC to ask a pretty simple question were there any complaints against Russell Brand while he was working for Radio 2 and 6 Music. Uh, BBC won't divulge that information uh, because they say it might compromise Mr Brand's privacy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but but, it, that's what they're saying. But also, uh, d- doesn't it sort of fly in the face of that uh, squirming idiot Tim Davies uh, declaration that we are being transparent and honest? The BBC, once again, is keeping the sinister secrets of a famous man, just like they did with Jimmy Savile, uh, just like it appears uh, they did with Hugh Edwards. Uh, this is a, a, yeah. a, a hobby at the BBC, isn't it?
1: It is. I don't know if it's if it's Tim Davies' fault. I, I mean, I've met Tim, Tim Davies a few times, and I, I think he was. I think you know when he came in. I mean, the first thing he did when he when he came in as Director General was. Was uh, reversed the idiotic decision of Tony Hall uh, uh, to the uh, about the proms, saying that no one could sing Land of Open Glory <laughs> because we might all drop dead from COVID, or that the Finnish conductor didn't like it. I mean, all lies, absolute lies. And Davy, I think, came in with the right idea.
2: However, Rod, but, just uh, sorry to interrupt. This year. Uh, the BBC filled the auditorium uh, with people with uh, EU people with flags. Blue
1: flags, yeah, yeah. Of course it did. Of course it did. But I think I don't think it's it's Tim Davy particularly. Though I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, uh, but but I don't think it is. I think there's a blob of 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 uh, within the BBC, much as there is within our establishment generally, which is a uh wishes to preserve its own careers which is why they never tell people anything but b is also ineffably liberal you know it's the blob which cancelled Regine murphy from uh, uh from bbc six music when they were yeah, going yeah yeah you know so i think a lot of things happen within the bbc without davy necessarily knowing about it uh and davy retrospectively becoming rather cross about it I hope that's the case. But you may be right. That he's the squirming idiot, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way
2: I see it. He seems to stumble from one crisis and scandal to the next. Uh, BBC's falling as part of the scene. So, well, it's great to talk to you Ron. I just want to leave you uh, with one last thought. Uh, be kind. Uh, But never forget, (laughs) Harry Maguire is utterly useless.
1: He is. Yes, bless him, he is. But he's good for a laugh. Yeah,
2: be kind, though. Uh, Great to talk to you, Rod, as always. Rod Little, columnist at The Sun, The Sunday Times and The Spectator. I really recommend you read his stuff. Best writer on Fleet Street, best writer uh, in newspapers and magazines generally. Uh, This is his column today in The Sun. Pick up a copy, have a read. It's really funny and really good. I'm Kevin O'Sullivan. This is Talk TV Live from the Talk Radio studios.
1: See it, hear it, think it. Talk Radio and Talk TV.
0: Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you
2: enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show, 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.